0: Hello and welcome to Simple Man Sermons The preachings of a simple man called by God to share the good news of Jesus Christ Do better, be better There is a better way, a set apart way A way that leads to salvation and life and joy and peace and eternity in the presence of God, there is a better way. That better way calls you to be better, to do better. But if that way were easy, everybody would go that way. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way which leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Reminds me of another verse Many are called, but few are chosen. I don't want to send the wrong message. For the Bible says everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But not everybody will. Not everybody will submit to God. Not everybody will surrender their life to Christ and follow Christ and walk as he walked. And do what he did. And do what he tells us to do. If you follow Christ, he says you will have trials. You will have tribulations. And I can certainly attest to that. I have certainly had many. Many for my own stupidity and many for following Christ and doing the right thing. It's hard when you suffer for making a mistake It's hard when you suffer for doing the right thing And people despise you for it But if you truly do the right thing You will stand out from this world And people for whatever reason Out of fear, out of jealousy, out of not understanding They will persecute you They will seek to tear you down You will suffer persecution Jesus said if they hated me And fact, let's go there, John 15, 18. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You see a clear distinction here. The called, the chosen, the set apart. That's what holy means. How many times written throughout the bible be ye holy for i am holy be set apart be different it denotes that you are not like everybody else so you don't take the easy path easy and broad is the way that leads to destruction you don't want to go that way that doesn't make the right way easy Where it says sadly there are few and it says in another place many are called but few are chosen you are called to be better to do better you are called to a better way, of life. the right way, the truth. You are called to be a city on a hill. Let your light shine. To let God's light shine through you in a dark world. It is a glorious and a great gift if you have been called and chosen by God to be his special people. It is a great, I say the greatest gift you could be given, salvation. Be called a child of God For Everyone to whom much is given From him much Will be required You'll find that in Luke chapter 12 I say again to whom much is given From him much will be required And make no mistake much is required First Thessalonians chapter 5 abstain from every form of evil that's quite a lot that's a simple sentence but a tall order do you not remember when Jesus said I did not come to destroy the law again Matthew 5 do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets I did not come to destroy but to fulfill and we see this and there's many examples of this in this chapter Matthew chapter 5 I'm going to read one part of this You have heard that it was said You shall love your neighbor And hate your enemy But I say to you Love your enemies Bless those who curse you Do good to those who hate you And pray for those Who spitefully use you And persecute you That you may be sons of your father in heaven That's a tall order. I'm not going to lie. We see in common vernacular here, Jesus doesn't take away the law, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, that's given in the Torah. He in a sense doubles down on it using modern vernacular. He says not only do you have to love your neighbor, you have to love your enemy and pray for those who use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your father who is in heaven. That's a tall order. There's a better way. It's a difficult way you have to do it. That's a tall order. Read the rest of that chapter. There's a lot of tall orders. That's just one. You have to pray for those who spitefully use you. You have to bless those that curse you. That's a command from Jesus Christ. You can do yourself whatever you want. It's not for me to be here and judge you. But if you call yourself a Christian, you're not supposed to follow what Jesus told you to do he tells you to love your enemies. Mark chapter 11. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Again, that is Jesus talking in the Gospel of Mark it's a tall order, it's hard to forgive sometimes I know that it doesn't say if you feel like it it doesn't say if they feel sorry it doesn't say if they deserve forgiveness it says forgive it says if you have anything against anyone forgive him that's that's pretty black and white literally written on a page for you and me instructions from Jesus Christ you must forgive period that's a tall order if you want to be forgiven you must forgive and I'm not going to read the whole parable but you should go look at the parable of the man who was forgiven a great debt and then he had somebody who owed him money and he didn't forgive and then when the person who forgave his debt found out about it he dragged him and put him in prison whatever somebody has wronged you whatever they've done to you we certainly, you and I have certainly done far more to sin against God And if we want to be forgiven, we must also forgive. That's a tall order. It's a better way. I didn't say it's an easy way. Jesus. I didn't say that because Jesus didn't say that. Jesus doesn't say it's an easy way. In fact, he says it's difficult. But it's a better way. There is a better way. Jesus is that way. The way, the truth, and the life. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You have to know it, to know God. And he gave you, written in black and white, an instruction manual for you, for life, to do what you're supposed to do, to follow that better way. Again, I have to believe if it were easy, say many go that way and few go to destruction, but it doesn't. It says the opposite. It says broad is the way and many, and it says difficult is the way and few who find it. It's a better way. 2 Thessalonians 1.11 Therefore we also pray always for you That our God would count you worthy of the calling And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness And the work of faith with power I would remind you Many times it likens the return, the end of days Whatever label you want to put on it Jesus comes as a thief in the night, meaning unexpectedly. Remember the parable of the virgins, the ones who are ready and prepared, or taken in and the others left out. How many times does Jesus say, watch and be ready? Watch and be ready, for he comes as a thief in the night. Don't say, I'll start walking the straight and narrow path next week or next month, or when I get more money, I'm not in such a bad situation in life, or... When this person's out of my life, or this thing is out of my life, no, now. Today is the day. Now is the time. He comes as a thief in the night. You don't know, and I don't know, how many more breaths we get to draw. Every breath is a gift from God, every day is a gift from God. And let us not think that we are guaranteed another, because we are not. The time, if you're wondering, when to start walking that straight and narrow path, when to start going the difficult way, the right way, the better way, is now. It's now. It's today. For it is written, every knee shall bow. One day we will all bow down. Romans 14. So then every person among us gives an account of himself to God. In fact, let me turn there and read more of that passage. For it is written in the book of Romans chapter 14 We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ As I live says the Lord Every knee shall bow to me And every tongue shall confess to God So then each one shall give an account of himself to God Therefore let us not judge one another any more But rather resolve not to put a stumbling block Or a cause of fall in our brother's way Again another tall order also another very similar passage 2 Corinthians 5:10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad You see we must all give an account so don't say tomorrow don't say later on I'll start walking the straight and narrow again you're not guaranteed another day not judge based on what you would have done if this thing had happened or that thing had happened. What have you done? How have you been walking? Have you been going the right way? Have you been walking the right path? Have you been following Jesus? If you follow Jesus, I speak from personal experience. Likewise, look at the lives of the disciples. Look at the life of Paul. In a difficult way, they were all martyred save John. They all suffered and were put to death. Paul was stoned and shipwrecked and beaten and imprisoned again not an easy way but the right way a better way and again don't say later on I'll do it you don't know when the day will come for it says it will come as a thief in the night Jesus talks about his return the end is coming as a thief in the night so watch and be ready be walking the right way. Be doing the right things when he returns. Do you live your life in such a way as you are following him? Now we have a sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice for our sin, Jesus Christ. But that doesn't excuse us. We shouldn't use that as an excuse to do whatever we want to do. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. You'll find that in Romans 6. Similar in Galatians chapter 5. For you, brethren, were called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. You are not saved to continue on and wallow in sin and do whatever you want. You are saved from death to live a life, to serve Christ, to do what you're supposed to do, to follow God, to follow Jesus Christ. We are to walk just as He walked, we are to do what He says. He says, "Love your enemies." He says, "Pray for those who persecute you." He says, "Not only do not commit adultery, but if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you have already committed adultery with her." That's a tall order. You're supposed to forgive carte blanche. That's a tall order. Seven times, seventy times. That's a tall order. I'll call to remember it's the verse we started with. Narrow and difficult, and there are few narrow and difficult and few, but that doesn't mean it's not a better way, it's a much better way. I liken it to this, diet and exercise. If having a healthy diet and getting good exercise were easy, everybody would. Everybody would have a six pack if if that were the easy way. If eating healthier were the easy way, everybody would be good and healthy and in shape. If kale and canned tuna tasted like Twinkies and cheesecake, that would be the easy way. It's not, but that doesn't make it a better way to eat healthy and exercise. And not that that's not important, it is important. Your body is a temple of the living God. He gave it to you. It's a gift. And if somebody gives you a gift and you respect that person and appreciate something they give you, then you should honor that thing and take care of it. It is important to eat healthy and exercise and be in good shape, but it's not most important. For Paul talks about this in 1 Timothy 4. For bodily exercise, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. New King James, which is my general go-to translation, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. I am concerned, and you should be concerned, with your bodily fitness. But it's not what's most important. We are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. While we're here, we're called to be good stewards of what we have, and I believe that includes our earthly body or this tent that we have. But it's not what's most important. What's most important is following God. Growing in relationship with God, seeking Him, seeking to understand Him, and doing what He tells us to do. Again, He gave us a literal black and white book to tell us what to do, what's right and wrong, how to pray, how to get help when we need help, where to turn, what to do. If you struggle with these questions, if you wrestle with these questions, why is my life the way that it is? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? And if you feel lost, have you read the instruction manual? It's like trying to put together a complex thing and you're frustrated because you can't figure it out and you have an instruction manual right in front of you. Open it. Read it. Not only if you're called to be a child of God, you have an instruction manual. You have a mediator. There is one God and one mediator between God and man. Like Job prays for in the book of Job. He wished he had a mediator. We have a mediator. Jesus Christ, an advocate with the Father. And we have the Holy Spirit that we can inquire of, who guides us in truth. Are you even utilizing the resources set before you man or woman of God, child of God? It's a difficult walk. It's far more difficult. I don't know if it's even possible if you try to get through it without reading the instruction manual. I'm not talking about listening to me in my sermons, If your relationship with God consists of listening to one of these sermons once a week or going to church once a week, I dare say that doesn't sound very difficult and narrow. You should be seeking. It should be the forefront of your life. The primary focus of your life should be God. And if not, what are you doing? You're not called to be like the rest of the world. This isn't a problem that can be fixed by clicking a button on Amazon and getting it shipped to your door. This requires hard work and dedication. Discipline. And that's on our end. It requires much more. Good thing we have a strong God. It requires grace. Because we don't deserve it. It requires forgiveness and grace and mercy. Let's talk about the good news. The gospel is called the good news. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds or super abounds. He who began a good work and you will complete it. Now again, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Let's look. The New Testament, the book of Hebrews. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for somebody, certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected, Moses' law, dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse? Punishment. Do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? Again, how many times is it written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Holy means set apart, different. When everybody else is gossiping and quarreling and complaining, not you, you're called to be better, you're called to be different, you're called to be set apart. When other people bear grudges and don't forgive, not you is written you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people but you shall love your neighbor as yourself not only that jesus calls us to love our enemies be different be better be set apart stop being petty like the rest of the world if that's something we struggle with if everybody else spends their life mainly in pursuit of the things of this world the shiny things on amazon or a nice new car or a big house we're called to be different set apart realizing that this world is not our home we are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Be different. Be set apart. Be better. I don't care what a big mansion somebody lives in. What shiny cars they drive. I could sit down and show me all those things and I could say none of that compares to my inheritance. I am a child of God. There is nothing contained in this earth that compares with the beauty which I will receive. The day that I pass from this world into a better heavenly realm. With my God and my Savior. None of that compares. It's a better way. So I call you. Listener. You haven't tasted yet. And seen that the Lord is good. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. There is a better way. If you've been living in this world. And you find it unsatisfying. I've been there. That's because it is unsatisfying. If you feel like you don't fit in in this world. It's because you're not made for this world. You're made for a better place. And if you have already tasted, you've gotten distracted. Remember the parable of the sower and the seeds. The cares of this world choke some out. Don't let that be you. Be planted on good soil and bear fruit. Repent. Repent just means to turn back. Turn back to God. Or change your mind. It might be easy to go the way of the world. But be better. Take the narrow, difficult way. The way that leads to salvation. The way... The truth. Christ. For he says, I am the way. His disciples say to him, how do we know the way? And he says, I am the way. So go that way. Go the way of Christ. Follow Christ. Walk as he walked. Listen to him. Follow him. On a better path that leads to a better place. With that, I want to say thanks for listening. And have a blessed day.